0: Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining this episode of uh, Titus Talent Talks. Uh, I'm here with Ben White from Titus Talent. Today, we're talking about quality conversations.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really important topic. Um, so I'm I'm excited that we actually got to jump in and and discuss this one. I you know I just think it's so important. Um, you know, as a leader, to have that that conversation, have that dialogue, and create that space. Mm-hmm. And, I'm going to start by asking you a question, Matt. Yeah. Um, so why quarterly, right? And so many companies do this yearly. Um, quarterly is so much more than once a year. I mean, four times a year is a ton. Why? That's a great question. And honestly,
0: I think when I started with Titus, this is the first time I've really experienced what it is to to have quarterly conversations. know And it's been probably one of the most helpful things, certainly in knowing where I'm at and knowing what my expectations are, kind of what's required of me, what my manager's thinking. I think quarterly is so important for me because, well, I think in general, just because you have a consistency of of touch points along the way. You know, you imagine just, I like to think of it like this. If you only took your car in for an oil change, maybe once a year or, you had something that if you didn't address it on a regular basis then you don't see what's good you don't see what problems might be occurring along the way so having something that's set in quarterly versus annually it just provides those those multiple touch points and keeps the conversation flowing so to speak so yeah
1: yeah. uh real quick point here are yeah you said oil changes quarterly? are you supposed to do your oil changes once a year is that frowned upon I don't is know. That, is that what you're saying? Or is that just an example?
0: That's just an example. Maybe okay, that's kind of coming back to my some of my college days of that <laughs> piece of advice that I got. Car runs on three fuels. Oil, gas, and water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to change the oil out and that thing, which reminds me, I bet you got to do that on the sleeves. Uh, yeah,
1: I really like what you said there, though. I mean, it is so important to check in. I mean, imagine there is an issue that you're running into in the, in Q1 or Q2. And you go, you know what? We'll talk about it a little bit, but from a performance standpoint, I'll wait till December to address it. It just seems irresponsible to me.
0: Almost. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're spot on. So, I mean, within these conversations, what are, the, what are the kind of things that you love to discuss quarterly? You know, And is it the same things every time? Is that not overkill maybe compared to talking about it
1: once a year? Talk
0: me through that a little
1: bit. Yeah, I think it's a balance. And I think the balance is important because there needs to be some things that you talk about every single quarter. I think that consistency is part of the benefit of having it quarterly that you're going through and you're talking about different performance objectives on a quarterly basis and you're discussing them and it's consistent and and there's the clarity there. Everyone knows what to expect, but I think it's important to put other things into that conversation, keep them fresh and, you know, to keep them from feeling redundant, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you want to talk about goals for the year early on. Maybe you want to talk about... Um, you know, how someone is growing and developing things they're doing to kind of increase their uh, their capabilities midway through the year. That's a great Um, point. So for me, I I think it's a mix. And I think it's a balance. I think there are things you need to talk about every single time. But I also think it makes sense to bring some variety to these conversations to keep them fresh um, and and talk about, um, you know, how people are doing and how they're feeling and how they're progressing. That's another benefit to doing it you know, more frequently. I think it's important, you know, as as a manager, I wanna know how people are feeling and how the year is progressing for them. Are they advancing like they had hoped? Um, Are they being exposed to opportunity? Um, And those conversations can change depending on um, what was said in the last one. You know, you can check up on those goals, check up on those, you know, kind of benchmarks. You know, are you you doing new and different things that you would hope to do? so yeah, I
0: would say it's a mix there. Yeah, absolutely. I love kind of what you're bringing to the table of what I'm hearing you say is it's not just about the business, but it's about the person as yeah. well. Kind of finding out where where they need to be or where they want to be, maybe outside of the remit of the, their role or what's required of them, but also on a personal level as like, how are you doing? What what are maybe some of the, the great things in life? What are some of the things that you might be struggling right now? How does that play into and impact your working life and the relationships that you have with your colleagues. So I love what you're bringing to the table and looking at them. what I'm hearing you say is kind of a more holistic approach to to the conversations and, and even the reviews.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's important. You know, it's, the way I always view it is that you only get to have that conversation, you know, in some organization it's once a year. So that's a critical conversation, but even quarterly, you know, it's, you know, people wait three months for that. It's a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you come prepared, you, you cover a wealth of topics, and people leave feeling heard and motivated to succeed in the next three months. I think that's important. Um, you yeah, know, to, um, absolutely. One of the things I was hoping to ask you is just about the environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how, I, I think it's a critical to invite, you know, to create this environment where people feel they can say how they really feel that there is an open and honest dialogue occurring during these. What do you think is kind of the key to making sure that happens?
0: Yeah, again, I think that's a, it's a really great question. I think it's something that certainly even kind of an art business relationship with you being my kind of direct manager and me being, you know, reporting directly to you, you do a really good job of, of setting a, a strong environment to be able to have that. And I think that, it goes beyond the quarterly conversation. I think it's something that is fostered within the team environment that you have. I mean, the weekly touch points that we would have with one-on-ones, for example, are building blocks that feed into the quarterly quarterly conversations that we have. So it's not like you you just step into, oh, I haven't seen Ben for three months, and now I'm stepping into a conversation yeah. with him. And that's <laughs> a wealth of stuff to talk about. No, it's, I think a key to a good environment is is the relationship and the, the relational aspect of, of what you're fostering within your teams on a regular basis? Um,
1: Man, that's so that's so good, Matt. That's so important. Like, because if you if you don't create that environment outside of a quarterly conversation, and then you walk into it going, "All right, we're gonna have a super open and transparent conversation," you're missing the boat. You're starting too late. I, I love that. That's a great point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal to have that to be being an organization that. Kind of outworks that people first mentality. What does that really mean? Well, if you've got kind of people, partners, and profits, and the way that we operate in that, well, you need to know your people, and you need to create an environment for your people to to do their best work. And we do that certainly within our our roles as as consultants and uh, those working in the the talent field. One of my favorite questions always is, okay, what environment do you thrive in, and what environment do you feel hinders your best production? Or, you know hinders your productivity so having a manager who can have that uh and foster that uh, that environment is absolutely key and then it just leads into a smoother and i think just more productive quarterly conversation as well because then yeah. you can reference back to well two weeks ago we spoke about this three weeks ago we spoke about this last month these were your goals how are you doing i've seen this happen um, kind of along the way and yeah you know I guess my question within all of this, Ben, is that, you know, we've enjoyed some great conversations with that, but do you have a format that you use uh, for these conversations? Kind of an outline that you follow
1: that maybe helps you stay on track, helps us really get the best out of these conversations? Yeah. Well, you and I are both Mavericks. Our PI profiles are Mavericks. So oh, I think gosh, we yeah. need to have an outline. Yeah. If, if yeah. we don't have an outline, I think we could get sidetracked real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do. And I, I think it's important because. and I I don't want to overuse this phrase, but I think it's a balance because in some ways you want to make everybody's conversation their own, right? Because everybody has different goals. Everybody has different motivators. Everybody has different objectives. But at the same time, you want everybody to have a relatively similar experience. That's the Mm -hmm. balance. You want to make it unique to the person so that there's a benefit to them and they're feeling seen and heard and they have a plan that is specific to them. But you also need that consistency, right? If you spend an hour with one person talking through what they've done in the quarter, you know, what their goals are, how they're feeling, how they feel about the organization. And then you spend like 17 minutes with somebody else because you have a different format. Gosh, that just seems so like wildly inappropriate to me. That doesn't seem fair, it doesn't seem equitable. So I think it's important to, to find that balance. You definitely need um, you know, that outline to follow, you need to make sure you're you're measuring everybody fairly, making sure yeah. that it's experience. But then you also need to find that space where you can make it about them about their growth and about what they're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, hearing you say that, it sounds like as an organization or a company, you really need to know kind of what you're about, what your goals are, what your mission statement is. I mean, does how does that feed into the course of the conversation and what reference points do you have along the way that enable the person to be heard but also to tie that into the larger direction framework vision um, traction of the organization
1: yeah that's this is another question i i think it's um that that's so important and i you know we have a culture and we have a culture that we actually live so we have lived values and that's a way that we're able to kind of follow um you know follow a script follow kind of this guideline, a skeleton if you will, and then relate it back to the business, relate it back to our goals. Um, And I I think that is something I found incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because when you measure people, you wanna make sure that what you're measuring is helping you achieve your objectives. And having lived values, having, you know, these these things that are, you know, that we all have to kind of adhere to and and follow and and guide us in our daily decision-making, I think they're really important and so tying that into quarterly conversations tying it into any sort of review are you are you meeting the objectives um from a cultural standpoint i, I think you know i think it's really important
0: yeah absolutely i think you're spot on with that too and certainly from an employee standpoint it stops me from going rogue certainly yeah. as, a maver- as a maverick <laughs> yeah. kind of keeps me on track with some of those areas as well yeah. so
1: me too yeah. What, am, what about drawbacks? Because there are, there are people watching this or listening to this, and you know, maybe their, their organization does it once a year. And I have to imagine some of them feel okay about that. Some of them mm-hmm. probably feel like, no, this is good. We, you know, we do it once a year, we get it done, we move on. Do you, do you see drawbacks to doing it so often?
0: Uh, I mean, that's, again, a great question. Personally, I think if I really were to analyze it, drawbacks would probably be more on the you know, how large is your team what you know what ability do you have to to do this on a, a quarterly basis you know are you running a team of 50 individuals and then suddenly if that's coming around does that impact what you have to do um, yeah. let's say you're running a sales team for example and you're a VP of sales and you've got 20 30 people 40 people that that you're overseeing suddenly having 20 30 hours a week uh, every quarter given over to each of those individuals can take up a lot of time so i could see maybe in organizations where the structure is uh, set up like that that could be a drawback but then conversely on the other side i would probably ask well what are you doing to uh, help grow other individuals in your team that could help share the load uh, within that how do you what you know what's impacting your culture in that way and then is there maybe other discussions that you could have around retention issues or employee engagement. That's a, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think drawbacks, drawbacks on it, I think are really minimal because really you're keeping conversation open. You're keeping yeah. it alive and you're keeping it flowing. So um, aside from team sizes, I think, I mean, I can't think of anything else. I mean,
1: anything that kind of comes to yeah. mind for you, the drawbacks yeah. you know, or it's from funny, a management when- perspective. When you said team size and you gave the example of 50, I immediately did some math. I'm like, okay, one hour times four, that's 200. There's 2,080 workable hours in a year. That's a 10th of your time. Mm-hmm. Like if you truly have time. people, oh, it's an incredible, it's an incredible investment. And I don't think there's any more appropriate investment than in your people. I think that's the best place to invest when you're going to invest. Um, my thing about if you had 50 people, how much do you really know about the performance? How dialed in, to their day-to-day are um you know i you know i don't think you can truly be dialed in if you have more than 10. if you go north of 10 people i think you're going to have a really really challenging time truly knowing how they're doing where they need to grow where they need to develop and then how you can contribute to that at 50 it feels like you just be checking some boxes it would be yeah. really transactional and a lot less personal and i mm-hmm. i don't think I don't think that's how you lead people personally
0: no, I to say not not transactional a lot yeah you know, kind of that's that's a difficult uh, difficult kind of field to yeah. to grow relationships in I mean just kind of one question here, and this may be kind of relating back to some of our conversations. Yeah. Where have been some of your favorite places for these conversations to take place? Is it just okay, you've got the office we we have that environment, or do you kind of look to to go beyond that what what maybe, maybe this might be an environmental thing but what environments do you feel pull out the best conversations within working with people on your team?
1: Yeah you know for me I think there is a really strong correlation between how delicious the food is mm. and how productive the conversation is. <laughs> Speak um, to me. Yeah I, I don't know how many how many of these you and I have had at this point but I think we're probably around I don't know seven or eight mm-hmm. something like that and once we went to Bel Air and that was really good. And some good tacos, um, some chips and salsa, and then um, Cafe India, which was
0: Oh, that was near to my heart. Oh.
1: Yeah, some delicious Indian food. And, you know, I, I say that kind of in jest. You know, it's kind of joking. Um,
0: Did you kind of say? Because I was... really
1: do love delicious food. Um, but I, I think it's just, for me, it's any place you can really be focused. Right? Mm-hmm. You can make that person your priority. When you sit down with your team, whether it's for a one-on-one, but even more so a quarterly, because people do not get the chance to have that type of discussion that frequently, you need to make sure it's a place where you can put 100% of your attention on them. Absolutely. They need to feel seen. They need to feel heard. You need to cover the topics they want to cover. You need to cover the topics that you need to cover. So I think it's any place where you can really be dialed in and, and have that productive conversation. Bonus points if you can have some tofu tikka masala Oh gosh, uh, and some, some naan. That, that's how oh, I would that's how I'd answer that
0: question. I'll take oh, that chicken tikka korma with uh, with PR rice. I just got stuck on something you said a minute ago. and just heard the pun in it of, uh, you know, ingest. Ingest food? Is this all related? What's going on with that? But <laughs> yeah. you know, everything else you had to say was really important. And we can certainly talk about that in our quality yeah. conversations as well. But I think you know from an employee standpoint i love i love the, the kind of the way that we do things here of i think yeah. we split it out two two quarters were in the office two quarters we're going out somewhere to eat and yeah i mean having those conversations over food it just opens something up it it livens up that conversation there's it's not heavy at that point you know you yeah. some of the discussions are some maybe a little more difficult or okay there's some areas that we're looking at performance issues and we need to raise this up a little bit when you have that over a taco, it just makes everything that little bit sweeter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of something you, you said earlier, like, how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep them from being redundant and stale? And I think part of it is that cadence of alternating location. You know, it seems like a little thing, but if you're doing it in the office one, you know, one time, and then the next quarter you go out and you grab a bite to eat, you know, it's, it's different. You, know, you it, know, it adds a little bit of variability in there. And I, you know, I think that's good. I, th- I think it's good. And it gives you something to look forward to as well. Yeah, I think of, I know when that
0: kind of flashes up in my calendar, Like, cool, I'm going out for lunch right now, I'm hanging out with Ben. This is going to be a great conversation. We're going to cover some really good topics. Now I get to kind of hear his perspective on where things are at, where the direction of the company's going on. And, you know, I can share some of my thoughts and uh, kind of dreams, perspectives, goals, things that, you know, maybe hey, these are a little bit of struggles right now. What would you suggest in this? You know, what would you yeah. advise? And you get to have that back and forth, which is just so, so important. And I just don't think you'd find that um, in an annual review. And even kind of the the annual review, to me, sometimes that just sounds ominous. Quarterly conversation yeah. is just, it's that much lighter. That's yeah. that much more, hey, we're in this together. We're not, I'm not coming in to just lord something over that. We're, we're on the same team here. And that's, I think that's hugely important, even from a subconscious perspective of why yep. don't we call it quarterly conversations, why not review, why not, uh, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, and the connotation that it has is so important, too, because it shouldn't be something bad. You shouldn't dread uh, a, an annual review. Mm-hmm. You know, you should look forward to a, a chance to fairly evaluate how things are going, and it shouldn't be a negative. And, you know, I I would just be horrified, honestly, if if I felt like I was doing these reviews and people felt like, oh gosh, I have to go have this. This is gonna be terrible. I can't wait till it's over. My my conversation or my quarterly or my annual review is Tuesday. I can't wait till it's Wednesday. I wish I could fast forward. I'd just be so terrible to me. Um, they, they really should be something that people look forward to. You don't get to do them that often. Um, and they're important. And I, I do think the optics of it, and you made it, you make a great point, Matt. And it does yearly review sounds obvious. That's like, you're, you're nervous about that. Quarterly conversation you can look forward to. And I think that's really how it should be.
0: Absolutely. I mean, before we wrap up here, what would be if you kind of one of your favorite questions to ask within a quarterly conversation, what, What do you walk away from those conversations or certainly when you step into it, what are you hoping to achieve? And when you walk away, how are you hoping to feel and what are you you hoping to have gained from that conversation?
1: Yeah. You know, the thing I always hope I achieve when I go into one of those is I just want to feel like we're on the same page. You know, that's one of the first things, I don't want anything to be a surprise. You know, as a leader, I hope I'm being honest the entirety of the quarter. So when we go into that meeting, There should be no surprises. Everybody should be like, yeah, no, I agree. And we're on the same page. And then I want to know, you know, I want to know what I need to do to make the next three months a motivating environment for that person. You know, what do they want? What can I do to position them for success and motivate them to go out and get that success? And to answer the question about what's one of my favorite questions I ask, I always love asking, okay, what do you need to accomplish so that when you and i are sitting here three months from now the quarter was a success in your eyes that that, that i love asking because i like finding out what people's goals are um and just to me it really opens it up absolutely
0: absolutely and i think that's certainly from an employee perspective that's a huge that's a huge win for me hearing that because i feel seen heard and understood yeah. And that gives me the impetus then, okay, I know where I'm heading over the next three months. And you know this last three months are behind us now. We can't go back. We can't change this, but we can move forward. And I know in the next three months, there's going to be some adjustments that take place, but I'm not going to have to wait a year to figure that out. I'm not going to have no. to wait a year to go like, oh, cool. Well, the last year, well, it was kind of a, last year for you was kind of a wash. It's like, no, no, I don't <laughs> want that. I want just, Yeah. yeah.
1: It, we were February, I rocked yeah. February, don't you remember that? Yeah,
0: yeah, no. Oh, great. Okay. yeah, For sure. well, For sure. I, I think this has been this has been wonderful. I really appreciate your, your perspectives on all of these things, and it's I yeah. think we're probably due, are we due a quarterly conversation anytime soon?
1: Or, Coming up, I think uh, within a month, within a month we'll have some, so yeah, it's there, and likewise, I always, you know, I appreciate your perspective, and I think you've had some great quarterly conversations, Um, but it is, it's nice to hear your perspective on it too, right? I I feel like this has been for me, like, you know, maybe I need to talk with everyone. How do you feel the the quarterly conversation is? So it's just been nice from that perspective for me. Um, For all you joining and and watching or or listening, um, thanks for joining us. Um, Stay tuned for more, Um, you know, we've got more conversations like this coming up. Have a great day. All right, thank you. Thanks, Ben.